Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Folks, welcome back to Trainwreck Tonight 307, sponsored by Outlet Liquor. And we have a lot to get to. The dog days are over. In just over 48 hours, we will have meaningful NFL football to analyze, overanalyze, overexaggerate, overreact, and do everything in between. We've got the Bills less than a week away. We've got college football action this past weekend. We had WWE, AEW action. We have Sabres less than 40 days away. We have Electric Zoo and Burning Man being train wrecks. We have US Open. We have it all, and we have it all for you on this edition of Trainwreck tonight. So with that said, let's go. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown where pink flamingos grow. Diet soda flows and what you take magically regenerates on supermarket shelves. The ovens clean themselves. You don't pay the tab. Folks, welcome back to Trainwreck tonight. 307 football is back, sponsored by Outlet Liquor. And we got to get into it, folks. The dog days are over. I think between now and what, December? Every week we'll be having football action Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It started this past week with the college action being a little crazy in week one, but we'll have NFL filling in along the way. And we are letting the good times roll as we go into the fall of 2023. So let's get into it Uh, real quick before we start recapping the weekend. And there's a lot to get to uh, just the future of train wreck tonight real quick. Uh, Maybe some people have noticed a little turbulence uh, since Al's departure a couple months back uh, from the show. With that said, uh, the plan going forward for Bill's season is simple. Every week we're going to try and bring on one fan perspective. And then one analytical, one journalist, one unbiased perspective uh, from the media. So, you know, whether that's Sal Capaccio and, uh, you know, Degenerate Al or whether that's Slick L and Matt Beauvais, we'll be looking to match up some fan perspective with some professional perspective and see where we go from there on Trainwreck tonight throughout the fall and may very likely into 2024. So super excited about that. 
And speaking of excitement, speaking of nonstop action, that was this weekend. That was this Labor Day weekend, 2023, and it was popping off in more ways than one. Uh, let's go to it first. Uh, I would be remiss not to talk about college football. Obviously, with week zero in the books Last week, you knew we were in for the whole enchilada this week, and it did not disappoint. We had some great primetime action on Thursday and Friday. I think we saw a great matchup between uh, Purdue uh, and Co., and then we saw a great matchup, uh, well, not scoring-wise, between uh, Nebraska and Minnesota on Thursday night, despite it being a very low-scoring affair. It was an exciting game. And we got to the action of this weekend, and that action was in the form of UB. Wisconsin, uh, you know, obviously the hometown team doesn't get it done. Unfortunately, uh, you would have loved to see UB get it done in that spot. But with that said, overall, you have to be happy with how UB played. They were narrow, uh, you know, uh, narrowly down at half. They were keeping with Wisconsin. There was it was a two score game into the fourth quarter and very deep into it. So you have to be happy with that. And Coach Mo talked today uh, at his presser. You know, obviously today Tuesday. Uh, September 5th, 2023, uh, you know, about all that goes into an upset when you're a 20, 25 point underdog, all you have to do. And I think the thing from coach Mo coach Maurice Linguist, was that they were happy with a lot of what they did. They were able to force turnovers. They were able to move the ball and spread it around. I think that maybe the tackling could have been better, but again, are you going to be going against two top five running backs in the nation every week? I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be the case. And the good news is that overall, again, when you extrapolate to how they looked against Wisconsin as a whole, I think that forebodes very well for this coming season. The offense looked as good, if not better than last season, thanks to the Cole Snyder brand spreading the ball around. And you know that Coach Mo is going to have that defense completely turned, completely ready to go uh, by the time the first week of October comes around. So obviously, Fordham at home this week uh, at UB Stadium. So a lot to look forward to there. And the rest of the college football weekend, well, it was pretty insane. Uh, needless to say, there weren't a ton of upsets, but the biggest thing that stood out to a lot of people was obviously Deion Sanders, Colorado. Uh, I don't think at the end of the day, again, when you win as a 20-point underdog, it's, it's obviously a significant feat. But with that said, at the end of the day, when you look at how they did it, I think is kind of sticks out more than the fact that they did it. Um, you know, it wasn't just that they won, but it was Shamur Sanders torching, you know, that TCU defense over and over again to the tune of 500 yards passing. I mean, he could not be stopped in the second half. And speaking of not being able to be stopped, Justin Hunter, who had more hype, more like anything than I can remember in recent college football, absolutely played out of his body, whether it was a goal line interception he had diving or basically making a catch on any ball thrown his way, including mossing a defender on a third and 16. So that was absolutely outstanding. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how Colorado continues to progress now that the hype is at an all-time high. I think, interestingly enough, they're playing against Nebraska this week. Nebraska, who lost last week, and I think it's about a pick-em one, two-point game. So it'll be interesting to see how that moves. But I would not be shocked if that number moved astronomically to four to seven points uh, based on how we've seen things in the past. So we'll be see, but I, we'll see how it goes, but I would not be surprised if everyone, including public betters are buying the Sanders hype um, real quick. As we kind of move on in the U S open, uh, we're about half, a little bit over halfway through it now. Unfortunately, Jesse P falls to Madison keys. 
yesterday. Um, it was pretty much a shellacking. Uh, she got absolutely dominated. I think it was 6-1, 6-3, or 6-3, 6-1, something in that neighborhood. Um, unfortunately, a great run for Jesse, as she tends to do in these major tournaments. Uh, she's obviously a top-quality competitor. You don't become the number one you know, American tennis female player without having that going for you. But with that said, at some point, she's got to make a final. She's got to find a way to get over the hump. Now, how does she do that? Obviously, is it, you know, building out certain parts of her game? No, I think it's just putting it all together. I think she that Jesse Pagula has everything it takes to be a major champion in tennis. It's just a matter of executing when you get the opportunity to do so. Not too different, right? Like you look at a Wisconsin UB, 25-point underdog. UB had tons of chances in that game to make a play, to make it interesting, to potentially win the game, um, you know, on the road there at Wisconsin. But unfortunately, couldn't get it done. And, you know, we see that similar with Jesse, just whether it's falling, you know, to Madison Keys or whether it's falling in the semis, which she's been more recently to do. Unfortunately, Jesse Bagula unable to get the job done. We'll see, uh, you know, how the rest of the U.S. Open goes. But you got Djokovic and Alcaraz still alive. You got tons of the, uh, the women's top seeds still alive. So a lot of good entertainment still on the way uh, from New York there on the tennis side of things. And speaking of entertainment coming in in more ways than one, it was a wrestling pay-per-view weekend. Uh, on Saturday, we had WWE Payback. Uh, and on Sunday, we had AEW All Out. I won't go too deep into these ones. I'll leave it for our wrestling with emotion crew. Uh, the big wrestling news of last week was that CM Punk released uh, from AEW, fired with cause. It'll be very interesting to see if he goes to WWE, what eventually happens with um, Phil Brooks, CM Punk. Uh, but for now, with these events, uh, I think both companies put their best foot forward. As far as ratings, I think AEW got some of its best ratings uh, per you know match quality that they've ever had. Uh, and WWE p continues to tell storylines that viewers love. You have Jay Uso now part of the Raw brand. You have Trish Stratus and Becky finally finishing their feud with Becky coming out on top. And you have Seth Rollins Nakamura, which is kind of reminding me at this point, actually, of AJ Styles Nakamura when they feuded about five years ago, where it's a multi-episode bout and things continue to keep going on. So it'll be very interesting uh, to see where that goes. And then we have two more topics here before we get to our Bills Jets talk and then some Sabres talk on the way here on Trainwreck tonight. Um, this one's a little bit smaller, but if you looked at anything this weekend, I don't even know what was going on. Electric Zoo, Burning Man, they're both on Labor Day weekend, I guess, and both were a complete fucking disaster. Electric Zoo, so I guess they had like a delay Friday night, which led to like overlap in tickets for Saturday, and then they had to close the gates because the venue capacity or something. And you just see videos of Electric Zoo with these people going through the fan gates. I mean, the you know the security guard and the police officer um, at Electric Zoo in some of the videos I was seeing reminded me of the police officer in the town when he sees the nuns and he just kind of looks the other way. I mean, the police officers were looking the other way. They weren't going to get in the way of an angry mob charging in to the Burning Man venue. Bless me uh, on there. And, or sorry, to the Electric Zoo venue. And then on Burning Man... I mean, there were some weird reports. At first, there was like emergencies being declared. People couldn't get out. You're seeing videos of Diplo and Chris Rock escaping out into the wilderness. I don't know exactly what was happening there, but it looked muddy, looked like a mess, and looked like a time that I would not be paying thousands of dollars for. So we have two festivals, two train wrecks, and I think that's pretty fitting with the fact that I think Firefest just got green-lighted for another year or another installment or something. So Burning Man and Electric Zoo 
are showing them the way. Speaking of a festival that's not a train wreck, kudos to the king. Kudos to Drew Serza. Kudos to all the restaurants hanging out, having a good time, and dominating at the Buffalo Wing Fest 2023. Um, you had uh, all kinds of stuff. You had uh, St. John Brewers from the U.S. Virgin Islands. You had Legend Larry from Wisconsin. You had Double Dubs from Wyoming. You had, uh, you know, Wing It On from Raleigh, North Carolina. You had Booties going into the Hall of Flame. Uh, and then you had Just Winging It, Iceland. Uh, all the way from Iceland to bring some pretty damn freaking good wings. I think they actually won best in show uh, Just Winging It. And let me tell you something. You can get wings from Depew. You can get wings from Lockport. You can get wings from Cheektowaga. But those wings from Iceland were no freaking joke, man. They were awesome. They were high quality. They were crunchy. They even had one wing that was, I believe, a, a, a barbecue with spicy chili Doritos on the outside of it. Now, again, I know it sounds like a little mess, but don't mess around with that crunch because it is serious business. And don't mess around with the king because he is taking care of business. This event continues to get bigger every year, continues to get grander every year, and continues to be more entertaining every year. We saw a gentleman eat 270 plus chicken wings in 12 minutes that I think it averaged out to about 23 wings per minute. So if anyone's looking to test their wing eating ability, if anyone's looking to put themselves to the test, order a double, see if you can finish it in a minute and you'll get your answer there. Uh, and speaking of answers, we'll be looking for answers on the other side of this break from out liquor to see what's going to happen in six days when the bills and jets face off. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? And we're back here on Outlet on Outlet Liquor's train wreck tonight. 307 football is back edition. And speaking of football being back, We've got a meaningful game in just over 48 hours. We've got the line moving some there. I believe uh, the Ch it's moving in the Chiefs' direction, despite the Travis Kelsey news today. Travis Kelsey uh, having an issue that's going to leave him at least day-to-day -day going into this week, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, with that said, we have Bills at Jets. Uh, six days, six, what do we got? Six days and two hours away from taking place here. Uh, the Bills continue to be a narrow favorite, uh, just under a field goal. Uh, the over-under does throw me off here. I do want to say that. The over-under seems completely out of place, and I got to say why. The Jets' defense has done well with Josh Allen, and I do understand that maybe we are expecting a slower start to the season. But if the Jets are going to have any chance in this game, I think they need this game to be under, you know, 46 and a half. I think they need this under, and the reason being – because basically, I mean, let's face it, the Jets' defense is their bread and butter. I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have Garrett Wilson, you have Brees Hall. But outside those weapons, what do you got, Randall Cobb? I mean, there's just not a lot of opportunity uh, for the Jets to be scoring very much on what should be a very inspired, a very, like, best foot forward Sean McDermott defense, even without Von Miller. So very interested to see that it's such a lower under-under. And I think that, you know, truthfully, this Bills Jets, it feels like a Super Bowl of sorts, even though it's literally just a week one game. And it's because I feel like it's the culmination of two of the biggest storylines from the entire offseason, which is how is Rodgers going to do with the Jets? And can anyone knock the Bills off the pedestal they're on right now with three straight divisional titles? Um, so, I mean, obviously, if the Jets are going to win, it's going to be defense. Uh, you know, you, you figure that they'll be able to do something with their front seven, which they've been bragging about all season. 
Uh, and you have Rodgers, who is viewed still as a top three to five QB in the league, uh, going to the biggest market in sports near New York. So he's going to the biggest market in sports. He's going to the team with the longest playoff drought in the NFL. Um, so it's not surprising that no matter what happens this Monday, it's going to be an overreaction, whether it's the Bills and winning and people thinking they're going to go to the Super Bowl finally after these last couple of years, or whether it's maybe people acting that they predicted correctly, the Bills downturn after a loss and being 0-1 heading into the home opener next week. No matter what, it's going to be an overreaction. You got Aaron Rodgers going against the guy on the cover of Madden. You got the stakes for a regular season game. Just don't get any higher than that as far as a week one matchup. So we'll continue to look that. And like we said, overreaction Tuesday is looming. This is not going to be a question. This is not, you know, a mystery. There is absolutely going to be massive overreactions coming this time next week regarding the Bills and the Jets. So very interesting to see that. Um, and then we'll obviously look forward to that. But it's less than 40 days till Sabres season, folks. The Bills kind of camouflage that. They move it in. I think we have Casey Middlestat days, 37 away from the season. And uh, I think at this point, it's pretty late, obviously, uh, but all of Sabres, you know, fanhood Sabres Twitter has accepted that it's going to be Levi, it's going to be UPL as the guys. I think on paper that this is very troublesome, like given the fact that UPL struggled when relied on and when leaned on last year. And I do think that's a huge issue. Obviously, Levi is no sure thing. He played about 10 games. Uh, and I think, you know, it's a, it may be a little too much to give him the reins completely. But the one core thing, the one thing that makes me believe in this, the one thing that, you know, halts any doubt that I have about this idea, about this game plan moving forward, is when it comes to assessing the youth of this franchise, whether that means giving seven-year deals to a guy who played 50 games or giving $50 million to a guy with 50 career goals, Kevin and Dongran have nailed it. Talking about Samuelson uh, and Tage, obviously you could throw Cousins in there uh, if you want to as well. Uh, but Kevin and Don Grant have not missed. They've hit on every one of these picks. The Samuelson contract already looks amazing. The Thompson contract already looks amazing. So when it comes to assessing the youth of this team and what they are capable of doing in the National Hockey League, I have a lot of faith in Kevin with the Y. I have a lot of faith in Don Granato. So I'm super excited to see what they'll be capable of and what we're going to see uh, in just under 40 days. Casey Middlestad days till the season. Uh, with that said, shout out, obviously, shout outs and sign offs. We got shout out to the Buffalo Bisons crew, uh, the game day crew, the staff, making sure that, you know, games were able to go on this weekend after we had that crazy fire on the early part of Friday. Uh, and shout out to the Buffalo sports fans. Uh, this past 10 to 12 weeks of the year, it's the worst time all year for Buffalo sports fans. There's not anything close to the Sabres. There are only whispers about the Bills here and there. So shout out to you, Bills, Sabres, and even UB fans for making it through what was, you know, a challenging time uh, in the offseason here to now the gravy. Now everything is good as gold as we had away uh, straight forward. So, folks, that's been Trainwreck Tonight 307, brought to you by Outlet Liquor. Make sure to stay tuned uh, for stuff on the Chiefs, uh, Lions this week, as well as UB at their home opener this weekend. Uh, but with that said, make sure to have a good night. Now.